So, Dan, what do you have for us today? Anything exciting? Nothing exciting, um, but it occurred to me that a conversation that I've had many times with uh, many different people over the years uh, has been about uh, television and uh, and and how I will say consume television. Um, you know, as a as a television consumer. Sure. Um, uh, you know, and, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, but uh, I'll just go right out and say it. I, I don't actually own uh, a proper television um, with a you know an antenna or a cable hookup or a DVR or any of that. Neither either do I. Yeah, I, I think that that's not an unusual. That's not as unusual. Not anymore. I don't think that's a big deal anymore for people yeah. our age. Yeah, um, actually, been, for people ages younger than us, I think that's more common. I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, the thing is, I've been doing it that way for about seven or eight years. Um, I mean, I, I used to have a TV down, you know, like not down, but in, in, set in front of my couch um, with a DVD player, um, which I would watch a movie on on occasion when I had someone over. But just, you know, for whatever, however it worked out, I just, my, most of my television is watched uh, at home anyway, uh, by myself. I'm not, right. a, I'm not a big, hey, let's go over to my house and watch a movie kind of guy. Um, I like going out and watching movies. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I do have the facility to entertain. I mean, I have uh, a projector and, you know, um, some speakers. I don't think anyone was doubting that. No, no, I know. But, uh, and I've done that before. And that's actually kind of fun, you know, having people over and playing video games or, or watching a movie on the big projector. Um, that's kind of cool. But for the most part, uh, my television is watched on my computer. Um, and once you get into how, how, the, how, you know, how, do you, how do you watch TV on your computer, you might, you might wonder. Um, well, that's definitely changed also over the past um, five or six years. Um, nowadays... It's pretty much a simple matter of logging onto a website, not even logging on. I hate the fucking term logging on, man. I can't believe I just said that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, when's the last time you logged on somewhere, dude? Uh, it's, it's been a while for me. To email, I guess. Oh, I guess that. Yeah, I guess you log into your bank website or whatever. Yes. But uh, anyway. I understand. Uh, n- yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's sites like Hulu and... Uh, the individual networks have their own little players that will yep. let you watch their shows. I am a big great. fan of Hulu. Yeah, it's it's neat. Um, but the you know the web the watching watching it in a browser thing um, just never appealed to me. I mean, I, I, I get it, and I think I think the coolest thing that I've seen anyway um, in recent times is the whole Netflix mm-hmm. thing, um, especially since Netflix has done such a neat job of of opening up their service to all of these different little outlets, you know, from those little and they're getting Roku better. boxes to the yeah. Apple TV to, you know, a web browser. To, there's a phone app now for your yeah. iPhone or your iPad. And then I mean, it's, this, this, uh, this week, NBC announced that they're going to put a whole bunch of other shows on there. All the old Saturday Night Lives are going to be on Netflix for streaming. Oh, yeah? Really? All kinds of stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, And uh, here's the, the, I mean, look, the problem with, the problem with streaming are, yeah. are twofold. One... Yeah. Uh, they don't always have what you're looking for, you know. You go That's on Hulu, funny. shit, I missed episode six of Warehouse 13. Oh, well, episode mm-hmm. six is no longer available. It's like, why mm. would you suddenly make... I don't Like, if you're going to have it up there for six weeks, why not just keep it up there, you know? Yeah, um, and it might, you know, it's probably not like... It hasn't been moved. It's not like you're running out of space on your server. Exactly. And you know what? You know? Like, and, and if, if Hulu Plus or whatever it's called 
gave you access to everything that's always ever been on there, I would pay 10 bucks a month for that. You know, um, the other problem is that being New Yorkers, there's plenty of time when I want to watch TV when I am underground and do not have an internet connection, which is the same thing mm. with streaming audio services like Pandora. It's mm. great. It's like, yeah, but I want to listen to this on the subway Oops. and that does me no good. Like no, no that's good. Correct. Um, and plus I don't want to use up my entire data connection, like streaming crappy quality music from some server, you know? Right. So the, yeah, so th- that's that's the streaming option, which I think but is you, definitely the most. It's the easiest and the most um, popular these days. Now, before we get into the less, um, uh, let's Pop- see, what what would the word be? Uh, well, legal the, the, options. Well, um, okay, sure. sure. Uh, how do you feel about renting and or buying from iTunes or Amazon or any of these kinds of things? Uh, I I think it's great. I think it's really um, expensive, though. I saw I was looking at uh, something on iTunes today, and they had buy pre-order the season, next season of House for fifty nine dollars or something like that. I'm like the whole se- spend, season. Yeah, what season seven yeah. or whatever it is? And I'm like the one that's airing now. Yeah, you want is me to gonna, pay seventy dollars to like watch House? Well, is it a twenty two episode? I mean, is it a twenty two episode show or a thirteen episode? Yeah, twenty two or twenty three. So that breaks just, down a couple bucks an episode. It breaks down to almost three dollars an episode yeah but it's still i just like i I, the idea of spending seventy dollars to watch a tv show that you can get over the air for free is crazy to me yeah and the and then that's that's still with ads too right i mean you you still get the ads uh no that's 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 itunes i think so that's that's no ads but i'd rather watch i don't mind watching it on hulu with an ad every 10 minutes you know I don't know. It's just it's just it's amazing to me that people have that much money and are like, "Oh, I watched four shows or five shows." I'm like, "You're spending $300 to watch TV, you know?" Like I don't know. Yeah, but you well, have people to spend a lot of money on their cable too. Sure. That's absolutely. how much Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, look at how much people are spending on cable. Um and then for I think DVR those people are crazy too. Or TiVo. What's that? I think those people are kind of crazy too. <laughs> yeah. It is a little weird. I mean, it's it's just a, it's just a lot of money, I guess is all I'm saying. I have a hard yeah, time getting I'm, people to buy like a one of a kind print for two hundred dollars, and these people are buying house for seventy bucks. Yeah. You yeah, know that that's. Me, I don't know. I, and the other weird thing, I'm, there was a really funny cartoon I saw. Um, there's this, you ever hear of the the guy on the internet, the oatmeal. Um, the oatmeal. The oatmeal. Yeah, if you Google the oatmeal, he's he's just like a little cartoon internet comic guy. Okay. And uh, he had this great little multi-panel. Uh, I guess a, a strip is what you'd call it. Uh, about how how uh, Apple fans, you know, are you know first in line, and I will gladly hand you two thousand dollars for this overpriced shiny box that you know that blah blah sure. blah, and then yeah, seven ninety nine for the iPad, I'll take three blah yeah. blah blah, and then and then at the at somewhat the end, true, what yeah of course, and at the end what two ninety nine for this app that's outrageous yeah, you know, yeah and yeah, how people yeah. get all twisted up in a knot for. Although the flip side of that is the people like, you know, you, you listen to MacBreak Weekly and what's the guy's name that I don't like? Leo Laporte? No, I, I don't mind Leo. The oh. other guy who runs Pixel Core? Uh, Scott Simpson? Uh, no. Uh, uh, Scott the, Bourne? The Scott Maybe? Bourne I don't like because he's the photographer guy. But the other guy is the uh, videographer. Alex Lindsay. Alex Lindsay. That guy drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. For a number of reasons, but one of the reasons is he's just like, yeah, I you know I buy apps all the time. I buy like five a week for like three bucks a piece. I'm like, you spend sixty dollars a month on apps that you don't even use. 
Yeah. You know, because he's like, oh, I'll just that. fuck around with it. And I'll, I'm like, the amount of discretionary income these people must have is just... Dude, they, they get paid it, to do that shit, too, man. I oh, mean, I know, you know, I know. But it's just it just kind of kills me. I'm like, are you... It's just, I don't know, it's consumerism run amok, but whatever. Let's get back yeah. to the TV show thing. But uh, yeah. So how do you feel about either buying or renting? Paying um, for them. I think it's... I, I, all right, that's a good question. I, I'm not a particularly big fan um, of purchasing... Um, that kind of stuff. Um, unless you are a, a, a diehard fan. Um, and I have every episode of The West Wing, for example, which I am rewatching for the twelfth time, as you know, right now. Yeah, I see. I'm I'm not a rewatcher. I I don't re- I don't feel the need to have it like so handy that I must watch it right this fucking instant, right now. Um, part of that now, I think, is because, and this is kind of interesting, just thinking about it. Um, I have I've been sort of hip to this other system for so long that it, it's never really been an issue. So I've always I've always known that if I really, but are really you want against it on a more uh, yeah? But would you do it if 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 Usenet shut down tomorrow? Uh-huh. And we'll get to that in a minute. Uh-huh. Uh Would you pay? Yeah. Or sure. would you watch on Hulu? No, no, I, I I wouldn't. I have no problem with paying. I mean, I think my. My personal stance is is the sort of that classic one where you know it's convenience. Um, yeah, why pay for something when I can get it for free? Um, you know, to an, and to an extent. I mean, obviously, if it's if it's a huge, huge inconvenient pain in the ass to get it for free, then I'll fuck. You know, here's your two bucks. Happily, you know, no problem. But you yeah. know, I've been doing it for a really long time, and I've been, you know, I've kind of kept up with the with the process as it's been going. And believe me, man, you think it's hard now? I mean, it was fucking really hard before you know yeah. um so now i'm like just like this is easy you know i can automate this entire process yeah um i i uh, it'd be interesting i mean okay so let's get on to the other side which is sure. people getting this stuff for something other something less than paying apple so that's true i should also point out that i'm not actually getting my content for free per se um i'm just not necessarily putting um money into the content provider slash creators pocket and you're Um, okay with that from a moral standpoint um that's a good question uh for the most part i am um with music and smaller budget you know fledgling independent up and coming whatever you want to call it uh, i will be way more inclined to fork over some cash but for you know big network big budget you know stuff that i know is sort of being paid for um by you know, the general public or giant corporations or giant advertising companies. I'm much sure. less. I'm much less sympathetic. You know, it's funny you should mention that because I I downloaded something the other day. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of an audiophile dork. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 somebody tweeted something about this uh, Bill Evans Tony Bennett record from 1975 that I hadn't listened to in a while. And I knew I had a copy of it, but the copy I have, I think, is made from, um, uh, like, it, it's, a, it's a CD burned from MP3s or from AACs, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted a better copy of it. So, I, you know, there are these weird blogs that just list links to RapidShare files. Oh, yeah. I found, you know, actually, I found a, a really hard-to-find album. This, the, like, this is a perfect example. I wish I, I was ready to fork over 15 bucks to buy this record, this yeah. CD, from this band uh, that I heard about 12 years ago, 13 years ago in Chicago, this band from Pittsburgh called Operation Reinformation. Um, 
and I really wanted. I mean, I have very fond memories of that record, and I made I made MP3s of it, but I couldn't find them. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, shit, I gotta find this, you know. And I went, I spent a really hard, uh, you know, really long time going through every little nook and cranny, and then I finally did what you, you know, you did. I actually, I think I wound up finding a review. There's like this site that does reviews, uh, and then they actually sort of as as a courtesy, so that you can hear what, what the guy's talking about. He includes a rapid share link to the actual album, mm-hmm. and that's what I found. Um, yeah. And I I found a because this this record's like been around for long enough that there are a number of different versions of it. There's the original CD. Oh, yeah. Then there's Jazz you know is the worst with that right. But there's a there's a JVC uh, um, what the hell do they call it XR CD uh, remaster which is a really good uh, conversion process that they use. It's like mm. really clean. Mm. Um, so I found FLAC files. Actually, no, they weren't FLAC files. They were ape files. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, uh, lossless, but yeah, weird, right? Monkey, well, that's whatever. A Windows thing, man. I, yeah, <laughs> monkeys audio or something like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so I found these ape files, which is fine, um, and I downloaded them. And uh, and you know, I don't. I used to pay for Rapture when I used to download other crap off of there. I used to pay the eight bucks a month or whatever is just so I could have unlimited downloads whenever I wanted. Really? Yeah. You ever do that? Nope. It's handy because then if like you have a CD that's I don't know three files of 50 megs a piece it just whatever. goes much faster right you could just download them all at the same time you don't have to wait another hour to download the next one or whatever that um, makes sense so uh so i was uh i downloaded this whole thing and you know converted the apes to flax and the flax to apple lossless and stuck them in itunes uh-huh and uh um and it worked out great and it's like perfect and it's a fantastic copy so it's kind of like now could i go find that CD, yeah, but that CD was issued nine years ago, right? And Amazon doesn't carry that particular issue of it, reissue of it, right? So what am I going to go like digging through fucking record store? You know, like yeah. I want to hear the damn CD, you know? <laughs> um, no, of course. And I already own a copy of it. It's just not th- as good of a copy. You know? Yeah, I, I should. So let me let me speak to how I got the way I got also because I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, it's your terrible sc- upbringing. Because I'm a terrible what? It's your terrible upbringing. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Yeah. My parents were ruthless pirates. I could tell. Yeah. Our we <laughs> missed that national talk like a pirate day, and that was a couple weeks ago. I think we're all right with that. But go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, so man, I, um, one of my very first, um, I think, man, I, you're probably well. You and I are almost the same exact age, so you must have, <clears throat> you must have been a, around during this. Um, so think back early days, eighties. You know, your best friend's dad just got a computer. Um, yeah. What do we do with the computer? Let's play some games. You know? Sure. So, so um, if you had an Apple II or a Commodore or a Windows, you know, not even a Windows, uh, you know, an IBM, as they were called back then. I had uh, a PC Junior. You had a PC Junior with the infrared keyboard. I did. Although the first Charlie thing we Chaplin. did was replace the infrared keyboard. They sold a keyboard cable, and it costs like it costs like seventy dollars. I remember. And my family happened to be down in Florida. Uh-huh. We had just got the computer delivered the night before we were leaving for Florida for two weeks. And uh-huh. while we were in Florida, we went to some micro center and bought the – we found the cable down there and bought it down there. Isn't that <laughs> weird, the things you remember? Yeah, I no, believe me. Don't get me started. I remember all okay. kinds of weird stuff. Anyway, so, anyway. So, so yeah. So back in the old days, um, you know, uh, I, can, I can think of two or three friends. And, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. I was, I was brought up in a relatively well – to do kind of middle upper middle class neighborhood, so it wasn't that uncommon for you know the house to have a computer, um, and you know one of my friend's dads was 
I guess they, it's a weird thing about this, but they, they're not too far from our age now. If you think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, they were, they were probably in their late thirties, early forties. And you know, they got this, this thing that they just spent a couple thousand bucks on and they want to get their money's worth and have some fun with it. And there was, there was always a scene of dudes, um, sharing games, sharing stuff, you know, trading, copying floppies and, and either cracking stuff or, or, you know, some stuff wasn't even really that well protected. It was literally just a matter of putting in the original and making a dupe of it and you're but done. But then there were the weird little apps that allowed you to, to copy certain discs. Like oh, this, right. this app copier, you know, this disc copier will work with the following list of programs. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then, you know, and then things got, things got even more crazy when there were certain, um, you know, then they just figured out ways to patch stuff. Yep. So, you, you yep. know, all you need is the original disc and... Um, and then you can uh, then you can make it do what you want it to do. Anyway, my point is I I've been sort of in on that that philosophy and on in on that mindset for a really long time, like since I was a teenager. Um, and so that immediately puts me in this really small minority of people who were introduced to the concept of getting stuff for free if you put a little bit of energy into it. And mm-hmm. you know when you're a kid. Um, so you, you have you more got, energy than there's, money. There's no shortage of energy, exactly. And you know, I mean, you, you you couldn't even get that thing if you had the money to buy it. Let alone the you know if it was sitting right in front of you. I mean, I remember, man, when we wanted to buy that latest, like you know, whatever King's Quest Two or whatever, that involved like a trip to you know two towns over that to the, the to the town that had a, a computer store that had a software department that had game that had you know Mac games or Apple games. You know, I remember like, like there was even a point in time where there was like. You know, they didn't even have the kind of games that you wanted. Um, yeah. Man, that was so funny. So, so you know, enter the bulletin board, enter the modem, um, you know, user groups and phone numbers being traded by teenagers. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how I got into the to the scene there. And so I've so I've been in on that for a really long time. And, you know, as I as I got more experienced in high school um, and then in college, uh, I got into uh, plain old software I hate using the word piracy, man. For me, just to put this out there, for me, the word piracy uh, indicates, uh, you know, some sort of a monetary exchange. You know, it's like I'm going to take this and then I'm going to either copy it or reproduce it somehow. And then I'm going to turn around and and exchange it for money, for some sort of gain, for some sort of profit. Um, And that's just me. Maybe I'm semantic. Maybe that's wrong. No, you know, what's funny is that, like, I I agree with you and and and. All that, and you know, it's. I was just thinking as you were saying that the yeah. the first time I was on, there was a BBS in the town next to mine. Yep. And uh, somehow, you know, when the, the sysop would come on and start chatting with you. Yeah, that's the way to go, man. And, and then you get invited to his elite section. You that's know, it's exactly like, oh, you're what cool. happened. Yeah. yeah, dude. And so I, I, I became an elite. He's just like, all right, well, I'll upgrade you. And I remember like being all nervous, like shaking, typing to him. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it was like, oh, this is cool, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Man. And then, but what's funny about it is that you, you were just saying that you know you de- you you would I I don't know about you, but I would collect things that I knew I would never use. Does no, that make sense? That that makes dude that makes perfect. That's the mark. I of, had discs and discs and discs yeah. full of apps, full of software that I like had well, no interest in using. Oh, it's but, the new version of WordStar. It's like I have no use for this. <laughs> right, but there's a but I have you, the latest. You do that. Damn it. Yeah, you have the you latest. Know. And then because there's the thing, the reason why I used to do that was because I had gotten invited enough times, and I knew that if I had access to this stuff, that would only open future doors, and you know other opportunities and um it didn't take up any real space you know i mean i had a, a stack of floppies i guess back in the day it was <laughs> it was sort of an expense to get another box of discs but um 
you know, it, it wasn't a big deal to just stockpile stuff because you never knew when it might come in handy. But it's so um, funny, isn't it? That like, yeah, I think it's hilarious. That it was all, yeah, it was about like it, it 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 became like this weird obsessive collecting thing. Like you were collecting baseball cards. Yeah. No, to, dude, it, it it got so bad for me. So just to sort of finish up the the the, the history and how I got into this, um, I, I sort of settled into just plain old software collecting, um, just because it was so easy and fun. Uh, and, and I had a knack for it, for finding stuff. And um, and then there's this I, – I hesitate to call it bulletin board software, but let's just use that term for now because it's easiest. Um, internet-based bulletin board um, software called Hotline, which was really popular on the Macintosh between the years of, we'll say, 1995 and 1998 or so. Okay. And it was basically like this weird little blend of, of FTP and real-time chat and um, and that's pretty much it. And then there was like a, a, a news fi- file where you so could like, like post IRC something. So like IRC with – is it real-time chat peer-to-peer or is it like within a, in a room? No. So what, what happens is you know there's three, three components. And here's why Hotline made it so big. There's three components to Hotline. Uh, there's the client app, yep. which is the little red H. Then there was the server app, which was the little blue H, which is the software that you put on the actual host machine. Mm-hmm. And then there was the tracker App, which is the green H. And this is where um, Hotline sort of, well, I think well, the main reason why Hotline got to be so popular. And this, this kind of comes around to what we were talking about either, uh, uh, talking about before about things getting easier. And the guy who wrote Hotline came up with this really cool idea to, um, to set up a sort of broadcasting network. So if you are a Hotline server operator, uh, you could also, if you want, open up a tracker. And a tracker is essentially a server also, but all the tracker does is it keeps track of other servers. So what would happen is you would um, share your tracker address with other users and other system administrators or the guys who ran servers. And next thing you know, if you had a good tracker address, you would have this awesome little menu, this awesome little list of other hotline servers, which would, you know, get all specialized. Man, I remember there were, there were ones that was like, this is this one's dedicated to, to Jane's Addiction, so everything Jane's Addiction is on this server, you know, right. or, or this one's all about, there was, you know, obviously bigger ones, like, you know, here's a games one, here's a fonts one, here's a music one, before MP3s got as popular as they did, um, and it was really awesome, and because it was so simple, it got really popular, um, and then it got to the point where there was one, man, I, I don't know why I remember this, I think it was called Trout Mask. There's this this website called Trout Mask, and that was the for, foremost web-based hotline tracker. So, yeah. so some guy wrote, wrote a web page to basically constantly scan for trackers and keep you know keep notes on which ones were up and which ones were good. Um, and it was it was oh it was just a fun totally tons of fun time when I was you know at a okay, college. Okay, can, can I point out for a moment though a couple things? Sure. Number one, uh, you and I are fairly good people, mm-hmm. and. The, the stuff that we're talking about now is probably the worst stuff we've done. I suppose. And I just like to say that there is a certain amount of fun, a buzz you get from being bad. Does sure. that make sense? Of course. And I think that had a lot to do with it. Like, ooh, I can get this thing. Do I need it? No. But yeah. like... But here it is. Come on. I have power. Yeah. It, it, I think for me, it's, it's, if you had to summarize it, it's, it's the beat the system bug. Yes. Um, I, I definitely am victim to, you know, the beat the system bug. I, uh, it's, it's definitely, but don't get me wrong. I've, I've gotten into trouble before. I've done things, um, m- motivated by that in the past that have, uh, have not worked out for me. 
Uh, <laughs> granted, I've you know I've I've learned my lesson, and I've gotten you know smarter and less less rebellious and less you know whatever you want to call it. And it does. And honestly, as I've as I've gotten more mature, it's not it's not something I do that often anymore. Yeah. But it's weird. It's like I'm a I was a pretty good kid, but this yeah. is probably the only thing I did that was quote illegal end quote. Right. No, I I could say I'm the same. I mean, and that I mean, you and I are also similar in that we never really got into uh, into drugs True. or anything like that. You know, so or or drinking underage. You know, yeah. Other other things which I think have have much more. You know, but you want to call it's funny. Mortal, Those things are probably more socially acceptable than the stuff that we got involved in. Right. Despite the fact that those things could all, you know, kill people. both easily lead to, yeah, the end yeah. of human life. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of funny. Um, um, okay. Yeah. So uh, we're sorry, nerds. Go ahead. <laughs> um, sorry. But it's, so, it's, it's, all, it's all true. And okay. So that was then software. Yeah. So software came around. And then naturally, as disk sizes, you know, hard drive sizes got bigger, computers got faster, uh, compression standards were established, um, internet speeds became faster and more commonplace um everything just kind of got bigger and then i remember uh the first thing that the first time i saw this was was a uh, um, a medium a, a format called the uh, the video cd or the vcd sure and this was big a, in japan well they were big in quite china. literally yeah no they were there was it was a ch- very popular asian i think china japan yeah uh, all those all those um and they looked you know. pretty terrible yeah well they were they were m mpeg one yeah. compressed were and they, they were 32240 32240 and they were also designed to fit onto a, uh, a compact disc. Yeah, yeah, so they were all between you know between 650 and 700 megabytes and they were almost always chopped into pieces of two. And that's and that's another really interesting fact um a lot of times um when you find movies, you know, that are posted uh in the scene these days, they're still <laughs> adhering to that stupid 650 to 700 megabyte you know sizing. Yeah. You know, rule. Like 10 years later when it's totally not re- you know, not relevant. I don't know yeah. why. Um, I actually did a little research it's on a, that. It's amazing how much momentum there is in that kind of stuff. It's like, why are things done this way? Oh, it's because it's been just done this way for 10 years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, 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 like I was just saying, I, I did some research on that, and I, the, the, the best answer I could found out, find out was that's the scene rules. Like, if you want to participate yeah. in the scene and you want to be a poster, here's how you have to do it. I also <laughs> never understand why, well, a number of things. Why people put passwords on RAR files. I do. And, yeah, but I mean, for like, if you're putting it up for public consumption. You know what I mean? It's, like it's your bait, dude. It's bait. They want you to click on the link. They want you to I click on the know, banner. I know. I know. But the, it's just it's just because cra- I never do, and then I always like have to find the, the password some yeah. other way. Yeah. Um, but that's why. Yeah. But the other thing is that like them putting them in like forty three different RAR files as opposed to either one RAR file or don't do it at all. You know. There, yeah. I you, I can tell you why that that is. You know why that is, right? Why break it up into so many small ones? Because. All right, so let's 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 get into it now. Let's talk about what, the, what right. we're talking about here. So, um, let's let's continue. We're, ni- we're let's say we're like in 1990 now ish, right? Um, so, Usenet. For those that don't know, Usenet is basically this um, old school internet protocol. Uh, it uses the NNTP Network News Transfer Protocol. Um, agent. What? I used to use agent. Agent. Oh yeah, agent was was the was the big, the big one on the PC Windows. One, the big one. Yeah, yeah. I used one called Thoth, T H O T H, which was uh, <laughs> the best one. It was awful, but it was the only one that was stable, and the guy seemed to actually be paying attention. And that, see, that was back when Macs really weren't 
up oh. to snuff. Dude, can you imagine? There was a Why did people keep using Macintoshes, Macs in the 90s? Because they really Macintoshes sucked in the 90s. couldn't even recognize file names that were longer than 33 characters. Yeah, Dude, seriously, like, torture. up until OS ten, why did anyone between 1990 and 2000 use a Mac? Because of the they legacy pretty effect. hard. Because they were still pretty good at some other stuff, dude. That's, that's a different conversation. All right, but Let's moving talk on. about that later. So anyway, um, Usenet was basically this nifty um, bulletin board-based service, um, kind of like a mailing list, but more automated. Yes. So the way it would work is uh, you set up um, – if you set up a server, um, it didn't have to be a physical box. It could just be a, you know an application server on your, on, your, on your network that basically – spoke NNTP, what that meant is that it would listen for uh, new broadcasts and it would pass them along. And that's basically how it works. All you basically needed to do was set up the machine so that it paid attention um, to to the uh, to the to the, the protocol, and then you gave it some some disk space and some some uh, some access so that people could could use it. Uh, and it wasn't uncommon for every ISP out there, especially back in the old days when there were you know dozens of ISPs per town and people you know paid you know twenty five bucks a month for a dial up account uh, for that. You know, for that company to have a Usenet service as well. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we have a dial-up server, we have Usenet, we have, you know, you can get a one megabyte mega, you know, uh, a web page, and you have an email address, and you know, that was sort of part of the package. Um, and in the old days, Usenet was really only used for for text-based stuff. In although fact, there still, I mean, even when it did use files, it was still text. Right. So, so the way it works is it's um, very similar to the way email works. Now, a lot of people don't really understand. Uh, the, the nuts and bolts that's going on behind Pop and IMAP, which are also ridiculously old um, standards out there. Pop in order more than for, I, actually SMTP is crazy is older yeah, than Pop. All that shit is really old. So yeah, it is. so what it all boils down to. You ever you ever notice how sometimes you get an email and there's an attachment, a file attachment like a PDF, and it says your your mail browser tells you it's 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 one megabyte, but when you're watching the maybe sometimes you open up the status window and you see that it's downloading and it's actually more like one point five megabytes or right. it's a little bigger than it actually is. The reason why is because in order for the mail program to properly send it through that protocol, it has to translate that into binary data, um, which can only be, which has a very limited number of actual usable characters. So what happens is we have your file, you know, your, your picture, your sound, your movie, whatever, and it needs to be converted into legal characters that could be, that could be typed or pasted into the body of an actual text document. Yes. So, 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 and it's, and it makes a lot of sense. It's like, Oh, some, some nerd, you know, 20 years ago figured out this way to take, you know, to take any kind of binary data at all and and translate it into, into ABCD, you know, into basically just basic Unicode or whatever. And it, it wasn't, it was the opposite of compression. It basically ballooned the file yeah. Um, sometimes in the early days, as much as two, you know, two X, you know, two hundred percent. But, but look you had doing. the whole fucking file. You yeah. could literally create um, a, a, a series of emails, you know, like, like twenty messages with. So imagine if I wanted to send you a file, I basically start a new message and I I, I copy the first. Uh, my my email client limits me to two thousand lines per message, right? Or twenty pages per message, right? So I, I paste in the first twenty pages and then I send it off part one of twenty, and then I send send in the next, tw- you know, the next you know, whatever, 200 lines, part two of 20 and, and so on and so forth. And in the old days, that's the way you had to fucking do it. It was insane. It was yeah. super manual and way more error prone. Um, finding, naturally, you know, there were the few times when for whatever reason, the automatic, like, uh, 
decoding didn't work, and you yeah. actually had to put it into a text file and manually and find, set it. Yeah, like, oh, there's a, there's a character <laughs> turn here, or oh, there's a weird paragraph break. It's like you had to literally open it up in a text editor, clean it up, save it, and then you could drag yeah. it onto like, stuff in uh, Expander or whatever. God, we sound um, like old boys. We are. It's funny. So anyway... <laughs> Um, so that's so that's how it started, dude. That's how it right. that happened. In the old days, they were they were basically just sending around pictures, um, and I porn. think porn. What? Yeah, porn. Porn GIFs. was definitely popular. Uh, gifts were popular. <laughs> I remember there's always, you know, uh, cartoons and comics were yeah. really popular. Um, but that was sort of what opened the uh, opened the door. Uh, that was that's the grandfather of how that all worked. And so skipping ahead, um, once once the the protocols, you know. Were, were established and people enough people were using them um they they found the need to to facilitate this to make this easier more streamlined so um they figured out ways to compress uh the files using using the rar format which is also ancient not the most efficient but you know it's 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 been well, there rar is so better than zip yeah i guess so uh, i i what I is guess the good one ace ACE's wasn't that good. one big one for a while gzip is pretty good um, but none of them do a ter- terrific. The problem is, is that most stuff nowadays is pretty yeah. well encoded and compressed anyway. Yeah, and, I, and also, it really does depend on the content. I mean, some things are, are tuned. It's like this sure. thing is tuned to compress text. Well, this thing is tuned to compress exactly. pixels, which is why you know? there are yeah. FLAC and those things which compress yeah. audio in a way that yeah. Zip would never be able to. So, so, so the way so as Usenet evolved, um, it got it got bigger and bigger and. Um, it got to the point where people were essentially attaching uh, video files and music yep. files to these things. So, um, and, and and anything else you can think of, you know, and regular See, back software. Back in the '90s and the yeah. early 2000s, like when I probably like let's say late '90s when I was doing a lot of this stuff, uh-huh. um, it, it, I was downloading a lot more software than music, sure, and and video. Um, sure, me too. I don't know about you. No, uh, me too. But you know, and it's funny because you know there are the different there were the different groups, right? So they're all based upon you know the alt dot binaries dot whatever alt dot binaries dot wares dot ibm dash pc, you know, um, and all those. And it was funny because like certain ISPs, you know, you if you were if you signed up with Time Warner dial up or whatever it was, right? They would you would get a news server usually as part of your package, just like you got an email address. Like but, I was talking about. Yeah, right. but some of them actually would shut off certain sub... Uh, They're called, yeah, groups. Us, yeah. Usenet news groups. Yeah, but, that, yeah, but they would point. set up entire, like, domains with it. You know, like, right. like well, that's there's your, no alt. That was your that's your responsibility as the news group administrator. You yeah. need to tell your NNTP server which groups you want to repeat. You know, which ones you want to download and which ones you want to pass along to the, uh, yeah. to the rest oh, of the Oh, and network. then the whole concept of retention. How yeah, long so, these things hold on to these messages well, before they dump them? So there's two things in, in, in Usenet, uh, retention and completion. Yeah. Um, so, so the way I like to explain it to people is, is you got to think of it like a bucket. So the, the, the server administrator basically says, okay, we're going to subscribe to this book, you know, to this, um, to this um, uh, group, you know, the, the, the MP3 group. Yeah. Uh, and I will allocate one gigabyte of disk space to that group. And so as soon as you've done that, any, any posts that appear in that group get put into the bucket, get put at the bottom of the bucket. And as that bucket gets full... Uh, the oldest stuff gets thrown away. Now, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but what if you're filling up that bucket once a day? So right. let's say I'm, I'm a subscriber and I want to you know, get, get at that stuff. Um, I need to basically be on top of that and, and watching the contents come in 
on a 24-hour basis. Otherwise, I'm going to miss it, you know, because it'll it's too old. It got it got thrown away. Uh, or what if what if the the you know what happened in the in the, in the more commonplace um, would be um, the 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 service wouldn't give the Usenet protocol enough bandwidth priority. So it was sort of like a low priority service. So there'd be like gaps of, of missing stuff. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I, I know that this guy said he posted it at 9.30, but I'm looking here at the list. And, you know, from, from yeah. 8.30 to 10.30, there's a, there's nothing, nothing was here. Yeah, and it's obviously that that server fell offline. Or there's nothing get, worse than yeah. when you had something that had 130 parts and one through 59 are there and right. 61 through... 120 or there like there's one part right. missing and you're like right. and then yeah. you're waiting forever for it to show up you know yeah, you just keep reloading and it's true and and you know most and it's funny cuz so, there's so many I don't know what that ratio is but I've had to guess it's probably like fuck it's probably like 95 to 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 5 um most usenet users are are lurkers you know they're anonymous just you know downloaders they're not contributors they're not they're not leeches. posters yes le- leeches um so it wasn't uncommon for people to say, "Oh, please repost part twenty-two of thirty-five for me, please." This and that, um, and and you know, finding a, a Usenet uh, server. I mean, I'm, dude, I had a friend back in Chicago. He 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 chose this one particular ISP because it had awesome Usenet service and it was built in, and you know, they had they had the best. I think it's part of the part of the reasons because he knew the guy that ran it, and the guy who ran it was was hip to this whole thing, so he kind of did it for himself. Right. Um, but anyway, um, about nine or. 10 years ago, uh, one of my online wares buddies, um, I can't remember his name anymore. Actually, I can't remember his name. Um, he turned me on to a Usenet binary service. So this company um, basically saw the value in Usenet and decided to make an investment in servers, disk space, bandwidth, and then all of the associated infrastructure to go into you know keeping it um, as clean and neat as possible. Now, which one do you use? I use Giga News. You do, and you you have a diamond plan? No, I don't know what I have. I have the one that's like it's basically twenty five bucks a month. Uh, platinum plan. Yeah, um, and I have been a Giga News user, like I said, for almost ten years now. Um, and while I I'm sure there are other competitors out there who could probably provide the same um, kind of service I'm getting now. Yes. The fact that these guys were as good as they were back then and continued to, and have never ever let me down ever, yeah. I, I feel like you know, fuck it, dude, you win. You know, I'm, there's no you have, unless they give me some explicit reason not to ever use them, uh, which they haven't. Uh, I'm totally fine with spending the twenty five bucks right, a month. So on you it. pay twenty five bucks a month, and how much do you? Uh, um, and what software are you using to connect to it all? All right, that's a really tricky question um, because it got, let's let's talk. A, I know I'm, you, these are good questions. I'm gonna. I figure you know this is a good place place to talk about it. In the old days, um, the way Usenet works is is um, there. In order to find the stuff, you needed to have a Usenet client, just like a web browser or an email client. There was a you know you, you talked about agent. I talked about Thoth, um, and you would basically point the client at your Usenet server, and then it would come back to you with a list of all of the available groups that were on that server. Now, in the world, there are probably thousands and thousands of groups. I think there were, last time I connected, it had to download the list, it was around 25,000. Yeah, there's thousands, and, and a lot of them are redundant, and a lot of them aren't active anymore, but they're there. Um, but and I, you know what, that's sort of a test of how good your server was. Was how many groups it how had. How many groups yeah. it had, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so once you do that, so, so downloading the list of groups is one thing. And then once you found your list of groups, you would then choose which groups you wanted to subscribe to. 
So let's say you find your MP3 ones, you find your software ones or whatever, and you add them to your subscription list. So that's great. So now, in order for you to find your stuff, you needed to download the headers. And this is more along the lines of email again. It's like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> iPhone users can relate to this. You ever, you ever get that new message alert? Oh, cool, I got an email on my phone. I look at my phone. I see who it's from. I see what the subject is about. But I got to wait for the message to finish downloading because it just gave me the header. It didn't you know, give me the By the way, the message. one thing that really drives me nuts about the iPhone email was always that it would have the header, but then you went to go download it, and it would say that it wasn't available or whatever. It's like <laughs> exactly you no, had I, the fucking header right there. I know, like I know how much more what? could it possibly be? This was what another half a k to download the damn thing. I know, I know. Don't get me started, dude. That's my number one. Pick. There's one real bad. That's one real bad problem. That's one thing that drove me nuts about the iPhone. Yeah, I think the mail app sucks. A, yeah, especially if you've ever used a BlackBerry. Yeah, uh, because Black, BlackBerry runs circles around. Or it. Android on Gmail. Anyway, Go ahead. Um, so 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 now, in order to down, in order to get, see what what's available, you need to download the headers, man. And while that sounds you know innocent enough, some of these large groups would have like hundreds of megabytes of just headers alone. Okay, so yes, yeah. So you, so you start downloading the headers, and <laughs> and I don't know about you, but my my client would cache that shit, you know, which is smart. So like, oh cool, um, you know, it would download it and write it to a file and keep it on your your drive, so that next time you opened it up, it wouldn't have to re-download everything. But man, I remember opening up my you know application support folder one day and looking in the Thoth folder. I'm like, what the fuck? What's this 285 megabytes of yeah. shit sitting around? And it was all headers, man, all yeah. old ass headers from you know a year's worth of downloading. Um, but you needed that if you wanted to actually download the file. Sure, it's like so, downloading the phone book. Yeah, exactly. It's like downloading the directory. It's like if you want to make this call, you need to know what the number is. And if you want to know what the number is, you've got to freaking get the book. Right. So uh, so that's what this was. Um, and that's the way it was. I mean, you had to sit there downloading your headers. And, and back in the day, Giga News used to keep track. And they're like, okay, we'll give you one gigabyte of headers a month. And then we'll also give you five gigabytes of actual you know, download, you know, a month, which is cool. So they, they were smart enough to, 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 you know, to switch them around and differentiate because they knew that people were spending tons of time and money doing that. Um, but then as the service evolved, um, this is actually a relatively recent thing. Um, uh, there's a group out there called Newsbin. Any, W Z. I remember Newsbin. Yeah. And, and Newsbin was a website that basically was hip to the whole, Usenet thing, and they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to basically create a curated, uh, user-curated collection, and we're going to you know, index, we're going to set up our own little web server that's going to download every single header from every single group we care about, and then we're going to let our users go through all of these files and you know, rate them, note, notate them, because it wasn't unusual for, for, um, for these posters to, to name their files in a funny way. They, like, they, they put you know, funny characters in them to, you know, to kind of defeat search engines so that you had to really, you had to download the header and look at every single freaking line of it to see if that was something you wanted because it might have been spelled wrong or spelled incorrectly. But it's amazing how quickly you get to scanning those things. Yeah. Like you download a, the new headers, it's 4,000 new headers in all binaries, wares, and you go, right. you just like zoom down it junk, like at, junk, at full junk, speed. Junk, yeah, junk, yeah. Junk, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so, so the guys at Newsbin figured this out and it was pretty slick and one of these guys came up with a really clever idea and that was to use uh an xml based uh he, he basically invented this new little file format using xml to create um what 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 essentially is the equivalent of like a torrent file or a bookmark file so he would basically take all of the 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 header posts every single line of every single post write them in a file also make you know make a note of the group and 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 the location of the actual file on Usenet, and then he worked, I believe, with the guys at Agent. I think coincidentally enough, I think Agent was the first app 
to support. You, are this, you talking about Forte Inc.? I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking it was about ForteInc.com made agent. Oh, I see. Sorry. No, I, I just uh, know the it, icon was blue and it had a little guy with a trench coat and a hat. Yeah, it was pretty um, awesome, actually. Yeah. There was um, also Free Agent, which was uh, the free version with ads and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so, so the Newsbin guys invented the, the file more format called the NZB, um, which is sort of like a shortening of, of Newsbin. Um, and so, if you had an NZB file, which is essentially just a little text file with a bunch of you know, file listings in it. And then you had a client that knew what to do with it. So what happens, you you basically show your, your Usenet client, the NZB file. It says, Oh, okay. I don't need to download these headers because I know that when I make a request for this file on this server in this group, it's going to be there for me. And sure enough, it worked out great. So you've essentially cut out the need to waste time and disk space um, downloading the damn headers. And on top of that, you can search on the internet as an RSS feed. Not, no, no, no. I mean, it, are there RSS, ones that are like, yeah, well, there is a way to do it with RSS too. Yeah, it? RSS came to the party most recently. I'm, okay. I'm talking, this is still three, we're talking three, four years ago still. This okay. is still relatively recent. Um, so um, on the Macintosh, finally, after this huge drought of, of, of lackluster Usenet apps, uh, the folks at Panic. And this is a piece of software that I also spent like the twenty-five bucks on. Um, came up with a with a program called Unison, um, which in its early days anyway was was a little stupid and and you know uh, they I think they they didn't quite understand how you know they knew what they wanted to do but they didn't know the best way to do it and it was just too clunky and also the dependence on having to download headers was 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 a bit daunting. But they also make transmit, which is really cute because it yeah. has the cute little little truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's actually my preferred FTP client, which I also I think I also own. But anyway, so so the guys at Unison, um, I'm sorry, the guys at Panic invented uh, wrote Unison, and that sort of opened the doors to Usenet for Mac people. And because those guys know how to write software properly, they did make it pretty intuitive. And then they they smartly partnered with another uh, Usenet service provider. I can't remember who. Um, but you know, so, cause the, the next obvious question is like, well, okay, cool. And I have this great app. What do I do with it? Where, where do I get these, these magical files that you keep telling me about? So yeah. they basically turned into a reseller of Usenet, not with Giga News, with somebody else. Um, and I'm sure they make some money off of that. Um, are there so, cheaper places than Giga News? Yes, absolutely. I think Giga News is considered a premium service. Like I don't mind spending, but I don't really want to spend $25 a month. I, I totally hear that. Um, I, I don't know what I know. One is called Astra, and there's one that has a a, a Dima in it or something. AstraNet, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm confident if you do some googling for Usenet service comparison, you will yeah. find you know a list of a dozen different providers with you know all sorts of different ratings and stuff like that. Um, so now, just to kind of round it out, uh, now that the NZB thing has gotten so popular, um, it's everywhere. Um, everybody. Now, now, I don't think anybody downloads headers anymore because there's 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 literally dozens of web services, web pages out there that just index Usenet and allow you to create NZBs out of them. So now you can use the power of a web browser, to, you know, to you know to search for stuff, um, and in some cases make RSS feeds, you know, searchable subscriptions um, that will keep track of your like let's say you're watching a television show. So it's, you know we're coming around to where we started here and. Um, Let's say I want to watch House, so I can actually go into. I pick out one of the, uh, you know, one of the uh, Usenet indexing services. My favorite um, is an old one. It's kind of ugly, but it's never really let me down. Um, it's called ngindex.com. It's run by this guy in the UK, 
And uh, I think he charges like a dollar a month or two dollars a month. I can't remember. It's something really cheap, um, which I also pay for. And it's a dollar thirty nine, something like that. And it, it, it gets cheaper as you buy more months. You can I think I buy it buy it a year at a time or something. But um, what's nice is that his search engine is really relatively robust. Um, so it, can, it, it tends to be more of a shotgun style where you find way more than you're actually looking for. But I'd rather find more than I'm looking for and sift than not, you know, than not find anything. Sure. Um, so there's that one. And then there's another one called nzbindex.nl. There's another one called binsearch.info. And they all have their own little looks and feels um, and pros and cons. NZB, the reason I like um, NZB Index is because they have a really nice interface for, for creating super tweaked, customized um, searches um, and then turning those searches into, into RSS feeds. Yeah. Um, and then you can just, so then you can, like, let's say you want to watch this show, you can create a, a feed that says, show me this show, filter out anything that's over, uh, over a gigabyte. So I don't need the, you know, the giant, you know, H264 version, filter out anything that's, that's, it's in German or, or, you know, from the Netherlands or whatever, you know, and filter out anything that's, you know, you can turn on all these little switches and show, only show me the ones from this particular group. Like, I don't need to see the ones in the, the French group or whatever. Sure. And then in the next thing you know, you, you've got your files. Uh, and then to finally round it all off, um, there's a really fantastic little Python-based um, s- server app thingy called SABNZBD. I do not know why they named it that, but if you were to Google SABNZBD, you will find this nifty little open-source project that is essentially a faceless background application on a Mac. I don't know how it works on Windows. I'm pretty sure it's the same. I guess it just runs as a service on Windows. Okay. But you basically you fire this thing up, you feed it your server information, and then it pretty much handles all of the client-ended stuff to the extent, as if it wasn't cool enough that it automatically downloads everything, it also has the ability to automatically decompress the files and something we never really got into, which I'll, I'll just make a quick aside here uh, about the RAR file. So remember we're bitching about, Oh man, I'm missing part number three or part number four, blah, blah, blah. So some, some nerd back in, in the the late nineties or early 2000s um, came up with this really clever idea using the same error correcting technique that's used by modems and, and, files. and raids parody files exactly using the parody concept um, and he basically said okay well fuck it I'm going to take these 30 files and then I'm going to run them through my little program and create essentially however many spare like you can do it by a percentage or by a, a set number so I, you know let, let's say I'm creating I can create five spare tires for this for this uh, set of, of uh, files. So I will post all of them. I'll post the 30 original ones and the five spares. And um, there's two kinds of pars, par one and par two. Par one was more, was kind of old and stupid because you needed to have the entire file. So even if you had the spare, if, if the spare was still broken, you couldn't use it. Par two broke everything down into actual blocks. So they would create this little pyramided stacking thing. So the first one is only like 256K. The second one is a meg. The third one is two megs. And then, you know, and then they'd stack up until you got to a full-size one. And then all you'd need is however many K you were missing. So let's say you have all 50 files, but files number five and number 10 are, are only at 98%. So you really only need like a meg of, of data. Part two was smart enough to, to only give you the stuff that you needed. So SABNZBD has both a built-in unrar, you know, decompressing client and uh, an unpar repairing client in there. And it automatically, and what's cool about it is it's, it's smart enough. It's not going to download 
anything it doesn't need. So it'll download the first, you know, the list of files first, and if it runs into a problem, then it'll start picking down pile, uh, par files as it needs to, and then and then you can tell it if you want them to throw them away when you're done, or you can have it put them in a specific folder, and you can gotcha. have it filter based on categories. So this is TV shows, this is movies, this is software, whatever. Uh, and then as if that wasn't cool enough. They've recently incorporated the ability to use RSS feeds. So now I could take that cool RSS feed that I made in nzbindex.nl uh, and pop it into uh, SAB NZBD, and then it'll automatically pull, what, I think every 10 or 15 minutes, and then as soon as it finds a file that matches, it'll download it for me. Gotcha. And then the cool thing about that is since it doesn't have a, uh, an actual, it's not an app that runs, uh, you, you access it from a web page, it does actually speak, uh, it uses Growl. So if you're a Growl notifications user like I am, uh, it's kind of neat to be sitting at your computer and then all of a sudden get a little notification saying, hey, I just downloaded the latest episode of House or whatever. Right, right. Um, and that's kind of how I've been rolling for the past couple of years. And it's been, it's been working out really well for me. Now, just to compare, do you actually think it's safer than Torrents? 100%. You don't think anybody's going after Usenet? Nope. I mean, because it's older technology, isn't, couldn't the argument be made that like it's even easier to figure out who downloaded it because that's all in logs? Um, yes, but then here's how it works, man. In order for them to get the logs, they have to they would have to track you know they'd have to contact Giga News or who, or whoever actually maintains those logs, right? And companies like Giga News that are dedicated Usenet service providers are are not dumb. And they, by the way, they, Super know, News is uh, twelve dollars a month and has five hundred days. Retention. Retention. Where yeah. uh, Giga News is 707 days. So, Well, Giga News flipped. 707 days ago, They man- th- that was when, when the cost of disk space you know, got, got cheap, low enough, got, that, got cheap enough that they could never have to throw anything away ever again. Okay. <laughs> so, but, I mean, even 500 so cool. days, a year and a half, that's probably pretty useful. It's pretty fucking cool, dude. For 12 bucks a month, that's probably worth it. It's nice, right? So, you know, then all you need to worry... And then here's, here's the beauty of it, man. I very seldom hold on to t- TV shows or movies after I watch them. All I hold on to are the NZBs. I've got probably, you know, I don't know, thousands of those little things sitting around. And, all, and, they're, you, know, they're and you, you just go download it again if you need it. Exactly. I just dig through my, my NZB folder, um, find the thing I want, feed it back to SAB NZBD. It downloads it in a second. Have you ever had then, it fail or sure. not find it? Yeah, there have been issues. Sometimes, uh, sometimes there's a hiccup. Sometimes the file is incomplete. Sometimes uh, the server loses it. But it's it's very rare. It's what very about rare. the uh, web-based Usenet interfaces? Easy News and 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 UsenetBinaries.com. You know what I mean? Like these ones that like basically you're stripping all the binaries and having them behind a paywall. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about that for a quick second. Um, something I feel it's relevant to this conversation um, is again legacy. Um, for some reason, because, because these people have been doing this for so long, the old school, you know, before the web, the, the way that these things sort of came into it, the scene, if you will, the, the people who did, you know, who do the, the work, who actually do the transcoding, who do the packaging, who do the actual, you know, posting of these things, they used to do this all, they still do. They, they, they use it, they do it using, um, IRC and FTP. Um, and so in order to fit into those protocols as neatly and as cleanly as possible, that's why they get segmented. That's why they get named the way they do. And those are the first places they appear. So what happened now, um, you know, I guess remember four or five years ago, a lot of these sites, a lot of these, uh, scene admins basically said, okay, well, cool. We can make our scene part, you know, our scene members lives easier by putting a web-based front end on this. 
So we're going to keep the files compressed so the file names are all the same, and we're going to keep all of the, you know, everything. We're just going to basically put it on a web page um, and, and make, make it so that you can either download a torrent of it or, like you say, um, sorry about that, um, or uh, I lost my train of thought, uh, or find it that way. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so so that's kind of I think so I, I think it's cool. I mean, I think it's neat that they did that. But um, how practical is it? I don't I don't know. I don't think it's that. I, practical. You know, the question for me is that you know I downloaded a lot of stuff from torrents for a while. Not like a lot. Not nearly as much as a lot of people I know. Like I no, was no. probably in the lower twenty five percent. You know. Let me let me answer your question before we get too into this. The reason why using it is safer than torrents is because when you're downloading a torrent, you're literally broadcasting. You're literally telling everybody else who might be downloading that file who you are. Yes. You're like, hey, I'm stealing this too. I'm downloading this too. Here's my IP number. Come yeah. get me. With Usenet, it's more like there's, um, it's more like a signal that's being broadcast that you're just putting up an antenna and receiving. Or yeah. you're, you know, a river that's flowing by, and you're putting your cup down and picking up what's coming through the river. So, you know, you don't necessarily know who. There could be thousands of people downloading it, or there could be two people downloading. Sure. it. you have no clue. Yeah. there's no way of telling. Um, and I, I didn't download much of anything, and then I got a warning letter from from MPAA from your from oh from your not from your ISP. Well, through my ISP, but ostensibly from the MPAA. Yeah, I got one of those too, dude. For an episode of Bones from two years ago. Mine was for uh, for oh, that new that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, uh, Shutter Island. Um, the funny thing is that you know they, they they include the date and the IP number that they logged. Dude, yes. it wasn't it wasn't even close to my IP number. It's like that tells me that okay, you guys have no fucking clue what you're doing. You're trying to scare people randomly. Yes, good job. However, it is scary, right? No, of course. of course. God forbid they do want to like bust you. You know, they bring this to court, and then what? What are you going to spend five grand trying to protect yourself from? You know, some bullshit. No, and, and you hear those stories about Granny, you know, getting taken yeah. to court. And oh well, you still we're we're going to lower your thing down from seventy thousand to twenty six thousand dollars for sharing one CD. It's like what? Right. right. Um. So you know, there are those fearful things, right? You know, so I stopped doing torrents altogether about I don't know six months ago. And right. there, you know, there's the odd time when I'm like, oh, I'd really love to see. I think Iron Man two came out on Blu-ray recently, or does next week, or whatever it is. Sure. And I bet it's up there. And I saw it in the theater, but I'd like to see it again. And I'd love sure. a 720p rip of it or a 1080p rip. Sure. But like, is it worth enough? Do I want to see that enough that I'm willing to chance it? No. Right. But might I in Usenet? Maybe. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, just based on this conversation. Right. I don't know. It's interesting. It is. It is. Um, so I feel like there's a bunch of little details that I left out, but we also covered a ton of ground Well, here. yeah, we don't want to overload these people. No, no, it's true. But I, I've had this various iterations of this conversation probably two dozen times, if not more. Uh, yeah, so I found a thing, newsgroupservers.net. Uh-huh. Which, uh, is that a comparison service? Yes. Nice. Uh, it's uh, Anchor Dudes Usenet Newsgroup Server FAQ. And it has, like, a list and links to all the different things, prices, retentions, you know, the different companies behind them, whether they... What do you think of VPN encryption? Yeah, you know, um, GigaNews started offering that. I think that's that's the answer to the, the person who's paranoid. Um, like, if you're really worried... Cause they yeah, actually, see, some, they, see, they started doing VPN for torrents, too, not too long ago. Oh, yeah? I guess that, that was, like, sense. a thing that people were doing. And sure. yet, some other people said that it's easy to get... It's easy to figure it out. Like, the people who want to figure it out can figure it out. 
Well, it's still fucking BitTorrent, dude. You're still broadcasting. Yeah. Why, why can't the police or the, the feds also just log in and get it too, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the problem still exists. Well, yeah, I mean, but you, I, I guess the idea is that you're going through a server in Scandinavia or wherever it is, and it's harder mm. for them to... to yeah, to, to catch to, you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's all very interesting. So you don't you don't think that it's worth it for Usenet? Wait, say that again. You don't think VPN is worth it? No, I it, I don't think so. For me, I'm not worried about it. It might be in different countries or for different you know people in different legal situations. But yeah. for me, the way I use it and how it all works, uh, it just I I don't think it solves a problem I have. Yeah, it's interesting. It really is, and it's um, yeah. Look, it seems like Giga News. And super news, and there's a thing called Usenet Server High Speed Plus Plan, which is twelve bucks. Mm. Um, apparently, they have a ten dollars special as of right now. Hmm. It's managed by High Winds, about five hundred days retention, twenty maximum connections. Is that about what it is? Twenty to fifty on Giga News. Yeah, something like that. But I mean, are you filling up your pipe when you download, or do you tap? Absolutely, you- absolutely. Giga News is the only. Like if I really want to put an internet connection to its test, yeah, you know, to it to test its paces, I always fire up uh, either Unison or I go to Giga News's website and and do a ping test from them. And man, I was I had access to a hundred megabit internet connection. You know, we're talking like six sure. to seven megabytes per second download, and it had no problem. I saturated that the, the shit out of that. I mean, pipe. The, the, well, this brings the other problem. What happens when Time Warner or whoever starts capping bandwidth to ten gigs a month? Uh, well, then you find a new ISP, bro. Yeah, but that's becoming harder and harder to do because these people are actually starting to do that shit. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been, uh, hasn't, it hasn't come up for me yet. Uh, in fact, I've, I've only, I'm giving them more money. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I'm with uh, Optimum Online right now, mm-hmm. and I, I spend like another $10 or $15 a month for their the higher high speed. speed. Plan, yeah. Dude, I, I, at, I it, I've had it peak at like close to four megabytes a second. Uh, on good nights you know i can get i can get a file down like a, a tv show or a movie down in under three or four minutes yeah you know it's pretty sweet yeah that's always fun when you're on a torrent and like all of a sudden it's like it's like 5k a second 10k a second and then all of a sudden it's like two megs a second yeah yeah it just yeah. starts cranking <laughs> down and you're like whoa where the fuck is that coming from yeah you've hit the swarm Woo. yeah yeah um yeah, well, that's the lovely thing about using it. It's like you pretty much get as fast as it's going to get right from the get-go. That's true because it's not coming from anybody. It's coming from nope, this big, giant pipe. from the source. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'll Pretty mess sweet. around. You know, do you think even like because Giga News has a $12 a month plan that's 50 gigs a month. Uh-huh. That's a lot of – That's I mean, unless you're having it download everything you could possibly think of, <laughs> that's probably enough, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it really depends on your your you know your usage and how you how you want to use it. Um, what's nice is you know with this whole um, you know RSS thing, like if you can set this thing up so that you have it acting like a TiVo essentially, and you just have yeah. it only download the things you want when they come up. Um, yeah, I mean, well, the flip side of this, the other bad side of this, is that you you will tend to download a lot of content, and this this is a, a, a metaphysical sort of conversation, which is that. I I get trapped and then I start sucking up other people's content as opposed to creating my own. Right. And then it's just sort of, you know, it's a time waster. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I have the entire series of house. Why don't I start from season one? Right. You know, and that those, those things can make a big giant mess, you know? Absolutely, dude. I used to, and I used to hold on to all that shit too back in the day. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't, uh, it just doesn't make sense to do it anymore. You know, I've got it. 
Yeah, no, no, no. It's it, it's just I just mean from a time period time perspective of watching them, you know. Yeah, it just makes you feel like, ugh, what the fuck am I doing, wasting all this time? I don't I, know. At I, least I feel that way sometimes. I totally win. Well, uh, that was a, a a little history and current <laughs> thing of our file sharing messness. Yeah, it's a little d- deviation from the photo thing. Yeah, but uh, but it, you know, it's also an interesting look. It is. It, you know, what's interesting too is the the uh, the parallel nature of our experiences. You know. Yeah, we both did BDS all of thing. these things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> the th- BDS and, you know, stuff, the, the early Usenet stuff, the Torrent yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like <laughs> this, this all basically. I think it's you know how you ever read that book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. I know it well. Yeah, and you know how he talks about how in addition to... I have to, a copy on my shelf that in, it's inscribed to me. Well, I'm sure, because <laughs> you're like BFFs with that dude. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, the point is, you know, one of his little, one of his points um, is that timing has a lot to do with it. Yep. So the fact that you and I are of the same vintage, you know, same age, same yeah. rough rough um, social equivalent, it makes perfect sense that we, you know, I, there's like literally thousands of dudes who can White nerdy the kids from the Northeast, yeah. Exactly, dude. Yeah. I could probably make you a list. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, is Claude in the group too? Because uh, I hope no, so. No, he's, he's not. Really? He's not. Well, he wasn't, he's not from the Midwest. He's from, he was, he's a California kid. Oh. Um, he definitely gets what we're what, talking about. What was he, about. surfing back then? Or? You know, I, he and I never really talked about that. Interesting. Um, we'll have to get I mean, around. He, you know, I think not, we have to have Claude on as a guest one day. Oh, yeah? I think that'd be fun. I can make you a list of people I think would make good guests. All right. Well, we should start bringing guests Maybe we on. should have a guest. Yeah. All right. I mean, Conrad will be here soon. We could bring her on every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, how are we going to record podcasts with her there now? Oh, boy. No, it'll mm. be fine. Um, <laughs> so, well, yeah. Well, why don't we call it a day, and uh, we'll we'll come up with some ideas for some guests and try something next week or something. Yeah, and maybe maybe with the prospect of guests, we can get some of these people who were listening to send some submissions for stuff to talk about or guests that we should have on the show. Bitches and hoes, man. Bitches and or hoes. Yeah. Um, we do not discriminate here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I will catch you uh, later. Yeah, man. Bye.